Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I'm going to be your guest. What? Yes, that's right. I'm going to be the guest this week. We're doing a Freaky Friday episode with Austin Scarborough, uh, where he's actually going to be the host a little bit. I'm still going to ask him some questions, but he's got some questions he wants to ask me so that you guys can get to know me like I'm getting to know you. So stick around for me as the guest. Yep, that's right. See you in a minute. Is there editing on this? Uh, yeah, thanks for saying that. So it makes more work for me. Um, all right. <laughs> Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My host this week is Austin Scarborough, Scarborough right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I flipped the coin before you got on and I won, so I get to go first. So, you know, my first question, Cliff Notes version, how, when, where to get started doing this? Um, I was working for Allstate and uh, I just got a new car and one of my managers asked me if I had uh, if I had clayboard it and I looked at him kind of crazy. I was like, why would I put a piece of clay on my car? You know, like I, I thought of it as like a hard brick and um I looked into it. I started watching the chemical guys videos and uh, yeah, it just got sucked into it. Um, tried wet sanding, burnt through my new car, a um, couple edges. Nice. And yeah, it was uh, an experience for sure. Um, you know, you're supposed to wet sand to the edge, not on yeah, the edge. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard sure. way to learn it. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was eye opening. Yeah, <laughs> just that big gray spot on my car. Oh, yikes! Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, ever since I mean, I just was watching a lot of videos, and then uh, was doing it for friends for free, and then um, just started charging like sixty bucks for you know full uh, paint enhancement uh, details, <laughs> and. Um, Finally, I just got sick of my job and just started my business. Nice. So when was that? Uh, when I started? Yeah. This was three or four years ago. Okay. I think we're coming up on four years. Okay. Yeah. So nice. it's, been a, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> all right, your turn. Um, you got your questions uh, ready? Yeah. So, uh, that was actually the first one I had listed uh, was how did you get into detailing as well? Okay. So, <clears throat> I started, like most people did, I started at the car wash, um, which is kind of interesting to learn because when I left the car wash and started doing my own business, like, I just thought everybody just magically was badass detailers and I always kind of thought like oh man I came from the car wash people are going to look down on me they talk so much shit about the car wash but it's been nice like meeting people and learning like a like a lot of people start from the car wash so that's what I did I started at the car wash um a buddy of mine was a manager 
Um, so I needed to leave the job I was at. <clears throat> he gave me a job at the car wash. Um, he actually wanted me to be a part of like his supervisor manager team or whatever. And it just didn't work for me. I liked what the detail guys were doing. And back then this was like 90, this was like 94, 95, um, 95. Um, so the car wash that I was at, they, the detailers actually got paid hourly commission per car plus kept their own tips. So, I mean, I could make a couple hundred dollars a day in tips and then I was making my hourly plus my commission. Like, I mean, you're like 22 years old. I was making crazy, you know, compared to my friends who were gone to college and everything. Um, but I quickly got sucked into the management side. So then like for probably 15 years, I did more management than detailing. Um, and then the last wash that I was at, um, I didn't want to detail anymore. Or I didn't want to be a manager anymore, um, but I needed to make manager money. So the owner um, and I had worked previously together. Um, so what I did was I kind of somewhat ran the, the detail shop and I service wrote. So I made, was able to make commission off of everything I sold to kind of make that money I needed, but I still got to play around in the detail shop. Uh, then my cousin um, who introduced me kind of to the whole, like I still refer to it as like new school detailing. Um, and I wanted to bring that to the, to the car wash. Like my whole thought was like, why do we still have to be doing 1970s car washing detail, you know, why can't we do the new stuff? So thankfully the owner had enough faith in me. He just said, listen, just don't spend a lot of money, do what you got to do. So we bought Pez machines. I got yeah. hooked up with Corey at CarPro. We started doing Secrets UK at the car wash. Oh, wow. And then they sold the car wash. And the new company that came in, doesn't do detailing so you know i'm like hey what happened to me because at that point i was actually running two locations for detailing and supervise or um, sales writing so i was in charge of all the revenue coming in through the detail shop and the car wash through the service riders for two locations and i didn't and they were you know they were like oh we'll find something for you to do and i was like nah, i don't want to go back to management um, so that's, was kind of the, you know, push out of the nest that I had yeah. been used to for the last 20 odd years, um, to start my own, my own detailing business. Um, and it was rough, man, but we just, we just did five years. Um, I think, uh, a couple of days ago, um, was our, was our five year anniversary. Wow. So that's how yeah. I started and it was the old school car wash rotary type deal, man. Just, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that you had uh, been into it for so long. That's uh... yeah. A lot of people don't. And, and I think mostly because again, like I still don't feel like I've been in it that long just because of, you know, again, like only really five years or six years or so of doing this type of detailing you know this newer paint correction which most people would be like dude that's still a long time but yeah um 
you know, I, I really feel like, you know, just like everybody else, every day I get, I'm better than the day before. So, you know, what, if you look at my work, you know, five years ago, when I started my business, you'd probably be like, how'd you make money? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, same. Um, all right. It's my turn. So let's see. Um, so are you mobile or do you have a shop or are you both? Cause I was kind of stalking your page and it looks like you kind of do a little bit of both. Yeah, we kind of do both. Uh, so we just got the shop about four, maybe five months ago. Uh -huh. uh, so I'm still trying to figure that out, um, drive some more business into there. Uh, but most of my customers are kind of, uh, I guess you would say spoiled. Yeah. Um, they don't want to drop their cars off. Um, but yeah, we're, so right now what we're doing is we're just doing uh, maintenance mobile. Okay. Um, so weekly, bi-weekly, um, that type of services. Right. And then anything that's like, you know, our basic package up to, you know, full paint correction. Uh, we only do it at the shop. Gotcha. Um, just to drive more people into the weekly and biweekly um, revenue. Right, right. For us. It, um, is it just you or do you have people? I have a gentleman that works with me. Okay, um, that's cool. Just a helper, I guess you'd say. Right, right. Um, he doesn't, he wasn't involved with any detailing before. I'm um, just somebody fresh that I could show them the way that, you know, that I do it. Right. And I want it done. Sometimes um, that's the better way to do it. Um, because, you know, the way that I always look at it is, you know, if you try to bring somebody in who's like you, mm -hmm. first of all, they're going to want an arm and a leg, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. And secondly, if you bring somebody in that kind of knows that you can just kind of train them that little bit more, they're usually a little bit smart enough to be like, oh, well, I'll just go do that myself and take yeah. all your clients kind of deal. So yeah. if you get somebody that doesn't know anything, it usually seems to work out better because then you can yeah. build that, um, that, that trust, you know, and, and um, that relationship that you don't have to worry every day, like, are they going to turn around and stab me in the back and yeah. business kind of Yeah. Thing. I don't, I don't think he, he even has an interest in, doing it beyond he's just uh you know wants some extra cash that's cool that's yeah even so it works for me it's even better yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let me see what do i have here uh what's one thing you wish you knew when you started detail solutions auto spa oh man um a lot really i mean i still wish i could do a lot um but one thing um dude that's a good one man i don't even honestly i don't even know um because it, that so that, that's a really good one but it's kind of hard to answer because i think so i think the main thing is like you know constantly learning yeah. Um, you know, and it's hard to say like, you know, okay, what did I know now that I really didn't know then? Um, because I've always said this and I kind of always will, you know, we're just passing machine up and down and back and forth. I mean, like literally anybody can do it. I trained a 16 year old girl to do it at a car wash and her work was just as good as the 40 year old guy who had been detailing for half his life. Um, 
so like to say like oh this or that um i think it's i think it's the the patience i think i have a little bit more patience for it now than i did when i first started because i didn't fully understand and again that's where it comes i think with learning over time is i didn't fully understand when i'm passing this machine up and down and back and forth you know arm speed arm pressure things of that nature and i think that's all kind of like you figure it out as you go and i think i'm still kind of figuring it out at some point um so i I guess patience would probably be my answer i think when i first started i was still in that car wash mindset where you know you kind of had to knock things out in hours and not days you know so i think i rushed a lot of things in the beginning um so yeah, I, I, I'll go with patience. Um, so what do you feel is your biggest achievement in detailing? Hmm. Biggest achievement. Um, I would say just, you know, uh, I was never really good with school. Um, uh-huh. So I would say probably you know, taking the time to learn new new processes and go to some classes and um, just constantly trying to learn new things. I mean, right. I was never interested in learning anything right. know, in school. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I found this and um, I mean, personally, I'm proud that I've stuck with it for so long. Right. Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really done anything cool. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey man, you have a business that survived four yeah, years. That's pretty cool because that's the one thing I notice a lot about in this industry is you get a lot of the flybys, you know, yeah. they're here one minute, they're gone the next. Um, so uh your education i think is awesome but definitely don't count out you know listen do we all want to be detailing lamborghinis and ferraris and yeah fun stuff like that yeah but you know what man at the end of the day it's four wheels and paint just like every (laughs) other car and as long as and here's the one thing that i've learned is people with mustangs and camaros and hondas are more willing to pay the money than guys with Lamborghinis and Ferraris because they keep those cars two years and then they bounce them, you know? Yeah. So they don't want to spend a whole lot of money. So yeah, one one car I really uh car group I should say that I, I like to work with is the uh, the STI owners. Nice. I mean those guys they just love their cars. It seemed I mean they seem to love their cars. Evo guys uh, suck. Which ones? I said the Evo guys suck. I can't get none <laughs> of even though I have an MR I can't get none of the Evo guys around here that come Yeah. To spend any money socks. Oh, man yeah you would think they would because those things are worth some really good money right now i can't wait to sell mine yeah so uh my turn yeah all right uh so this one's kind of uh simple are you uh brand specific kind of guy do you stick with one brand or I am a what works for Alex kind of yeah. guy. That's what <laughs> one, I figured you One day it might be this brand and the next yeah. day it might be that brand. Um, I'm very open. The one thing that I, the one thing I will say is I'm not 
I'm not a hoarder. Um, so I'm not like one of those guys, like if you come to my shop, like I just have millions of bottles of everything because I, I do firmly believe that for the most part, you know, compounds are usually 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 grit cuts, right? right? Beyond that, it's just whatever, you know, extras they kind of throw into it. You know, like I look at it as kind of like oil. It all comes out of the ground, but mobile puts their little additive here and Valvoline <laughs> puts their little additive. It's kind of the same thing I, for the most part, right? So I don't feel that I need a million bottles of something that does the same thing. Um, so what I do is I keep a couple because there are different brands that, again, their little bit of extra makes a difference. Um, so I find a couple that I like, I use those. If something new comes out, I don't buy it just because everybody's raving about it. I wait until I'm empty on my whatever bottle. And then I say, okay, well, I need to buy another compound. Everybody's talking about this one. Let me try it. Yeah. And then if I don't like it, I go back to my other one and I try to figure a way to use that one up. Um, so no, I'm not brand specific. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very open. I want to try different things and I don't want to have that kind of tunnel vision, um, with, with a lot of people who are brand brand specific, you know, they won't use anything. Oh yeah. Another brand. And, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I think there's a lot of brands out there that make really phenomenal stuff. Um, but, you know, I think it's, I think it's depends on how you um, personally feel or like using yeah. it. So no, I'm, I'm not brand specific. Um, so what are some of your goals for 2021 given that we all survived 2020? Yeah. Yeah. If we can get through this one. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of odd. I've never really known how to set goals. Um, you know, if, of course, like you said, you know, I'd, I'd like to be working on super, super cars every day. Um, but I, I guess one goal that I guess you could call it a goal um, that I had kind of looked forward to last year was getting into vinyl wrap. Um, I started to do my car and um, I just couldn't find people that would volunteer their cars. I don't right. blame them either. When you're putting a razor blade to them. Yeah. Um, so I guess it would be, you know, either just broadening the, the business more into either uh, pain protection film, um, probably not likely, uh, but more likely vinyl or uh, window tint. Gotcha. Um, no, I've heard is pretty good. No, why do you say not with. likely? Um, why do you say not likely on paint protection film? Uh, I, I just don't, my shop space isn't, um, it used to be a body shop for about 20 okay. years. Um, so there's quite a bit of dust still in there after even being pressure washed. Right. Um, so I, I guess I would just like to have a cleaner facility just for that gotcha. reason. Um, gotcha. And, you know, maybe, maybe next year, uh, you know, the following year. Right. Right. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. How do you like PPF? You just got into it, right? Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I'm having fun with it a little bit, but I'm not attacking it as aggressively as I probably should. And I was just having this conversation with my buddy today um, who did the training with me. Um, it's kind of one of those good thing, bad things, right? So like, I, like, thankfully I've been so busy lately that I don't have time to, to practice, right? Like good thing I'm busy, bad thing, bad thing, I don't have time to practice it. Um, I gave myself when I did the training, the beginning of August, I gave myself to the end of the year to play with it, try to feel comfortable with it so that come first of the year, I can start offering it as a service. Because the one thing that I've noticed in the PPF world, um, whether it's with install other installers or uh, clients, is if you don't know what you're doing and you don't do a good enough job, you'll kill yourself before you even started with as far as like your business, right? Um, because that stuff, um, dust underneath, uh, you know, film not lines not matching up, things like that, uh, bubbles, fingers, that's way more noticeable than, you know, a couple of little micro moorings, you know, when you do paint correction. Um, a lot of times the sun washes all that out, clients never see it. You know, sometimes clients don't notice high spots if they're in inconspicuous areas. If you miss it, it's not going to kill you. But with PPF, it does. So yeah. I didn't want to jump into it until I felt comfortable enough to do it. So that's kind of my hard part right now is I'm trying to practice with it a little bit um, and to give myself the practice, but it's been hard. And thankfully, I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've got a couple of clients that know that it's going to be a terrible job, mm -hmm. um, but they're giving me their cars anyways. <laughs> And they're just paying me for like film, you know? So like yeah. I, GT4, I don't know if you saw the GT4 I did. Mm -hmm. um, I did it for one of my clients and he's like, look, it's, it's a dedicated race car. I really don't care how it looks as long as you can provide some protection. Um, you know, and he paid me like, I don't know what he paid me. I think like three or 400 bucks, you know, it covered the film costs and, and I yeah. got, Film's got, expensive. Yeah. And I, and I got, you know, good experience with yeah, cutting yeah. it out and, and doing it, you know, cause I did the, the full fenders, the bumper partial hood forum, um, uh, partial roof and, and a pillars. Um, so it was good experience. Um, yeah. You have a plotter or are you just cutting my hand? I've got a plotter. Oh, that's right. I saw you yeah. had a plotter. Yeah. I've got a plotter. Um, I figured if I was going to do, it, I was going to do it right. Right. I know some guys um, bulk it, um, which seems like it could kind of go either way, easy or hard. Yeah. I know I've got a, one guy that I know in town. Um, he just buys the patterns from Expel. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see how that's profitable for him because yeah. I know he's probably paying more money to have Expel cut the patterns and then mail them to him. For sure. But yeah. So no, it's um, it's fun, but it's something I haven't really jumped into full on yet. Um, so yeah. All right. So we're on you, right? Your question. Yes. Um, 
do you have anyone that is a big influence on you or or was a influence for you yeah we all know who he is i'm not saying it <laughs> gets too much credit as is um i, I have to. a few i have a few actually um uh danny chong with igl was was huge on me when i first um became an igl installer uh because he he was he was the perfect person to ask questions for because he's half a world away mm -hmm. so when i needed to know something you know when i needed to know something at you know during the day i'd kind of wait till nighttime that's usually when everybody's at home with their families it's hard to get somebody to pick up a phone or talk to you he's just starting out his day so i could send him a text message while i'm sitting on the couch and be like hey you know like i've got a question about this how does this work how does that work what do i do with this you know i'm having an issue here um and it was so much easier to to, to talk with him because you know you try to get in touch with people here on our side of the world and they're, you know, in the middle of the day when you're having that problem, they're, they're either working, you know, they cannot picking up the phone, they're busy with a client, whereas sometimes he stays up to God, all God hours of the night. So if it was early enough, you know, in the day, I could catch him, you know, even if it's, you know, noon, it's only midnight over there, he's still awake. Um, so Danny was, Danny was big. Um, Aaron, obviously, um, Aaron's helped me a lot this past, I would say, year or so, um, you know, besides all the tormenting he does online, um, he's really, really spent some time with me through text messages and some phone calls and everything like that. And, um, and kind of given me some ideas of things to do and whatnot. Um, you know, I tell you, there's, there's a lot of other people. I mean, I would, I would almost say everybody in pain assassins has one way or another pushed me or, um, you know, giving me, given me that motivation to be better. Even if I never talked to them, just seeing the pictures that are produced and the videos that are produced and the work that people are doing. Um, you know, it's really one of the main reasons why I started this podcast because it was like, you know what, I really, want to be able to meet these people and talk to them and find out how they're doing this and why they're doing this and things like that, 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 that was kind of the jump point for the podcast. So, um, yeah, I mean, Cormie, Bill Martin, Giancarlo, list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really, you know, think that one person has has done better for me than than the next people i think i just take a little bit of what everybody's feeding and try to pick the best of everybody and try to make that my own um so if you could go to a training when things get back to normal what would you want to go for is it would it be the vinyl stuff you're talking about or uh, if i was to go to training i would like to learn I mean, I'd really like to learn business all over all aspects, um, uh, you know, marketing, um, customer retention. Um, not that I have a problem with retention, but 
I guess I would just like to understand that more. Right. Um, uh, I'm actually going to a training in November, um, which is just a day class, um, just a kind of a walkthrough of how to. Right. How to be more uh, consistent, I guess. Okay. Um, Who's yeah, doing that? Uh, Lobato. Okay. And so uh, that, that class is the 14th. And yeah, so I mean, whenever I do like a, you know, paint enhancement, um, a lot of guys say that they can get it done in like four hours or so. And I'm spending six to eight hours on, you know, a small oh, car. Oh, good Lord, man. Yeah. Taking too much time, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm going over it twice and it's just. Um, so here's what I, I gotta, here's what I've learned about like the paint enhancement. Yeah. And, and Bruno, I know you're listening. I know you love that word. Um, so to, I kind of stole from, from Noxie when I went and visited him and I forget what he calls his, um, but I call mine a hyper polish. Basically mm-hmm. it's a speed polish. Um, so I'm, I'm not fully one stepping yet because I'm not using an AIO. I just, they're okay, but they're, every almost every AIO has got a filler in it I don't kind of care um so what I do is um I try to I do a cut and a polish and I top it with some kind of sealant um but I'm not spending the time that I would with correction I mean it's literally I I tell the clients we're gonna we're shooting for 70 percent defect removal so, I mean, it's literally just, you know, a couple of passes up and down and back and forth and, and that's it. Um, and I'll hit it with, you know, a, a good compound and a, and a nice pad, um, zip around it, maybe three hours, four hours. Um, and then I'll slap on a polish pad and no more than an hour to polish it. I mean, I'm just zipping around quickly going over it quickly going around it and then i'll top it with a sealant um so i mean i can do those depending on how bad they are i mean i could do them between four and six hours um, yeah in fact i just did a uh an a4 the other day thursday um and it took me it took me right out about four and a half hours to do yeah uh, uh, that's where i would like to be i'd like to be at the four hour mark yeah. It's just the one thing I, I, I've kind of figured out is, is you got to turn off your detail brain Yeah, because exactly. you have to, you're, cause what happens is, cause it happened to me in the beginning was, you know, like, even though I knew I was doing a one step or I knew I was doing this like speed polish kind of deal. Um, I would still get zoned in on scratches and swirls and things to try and make them perfect. And, and you just kind of have to not, um great advice that brian guy gave me was he told me his prices didn't vary by how the paint was they varied by which lights you wanted him to turn on so if all you wanted him to use was his overhead light then his price was very low because he was just going to do whatever he saw with the overhead light he said, if you want me to turn on the wall lights, that's a little bit higher. And then if you want me to get the old, you know, point and, point and bright light, then that's higher, higher. 
So that's the other thing I do when I'm when I'm doing hyper polishes. I don't I don't use my handheld light. I don't pull my light my scan grip around with me. I mean, it's just lights in the shop and I go kind of deal. So that that might help you a little. Yeah, because I'm I'll, I'll find myself laying on the ground hitting the you know side skirts and you know all that stuff. Nah, nobody sees. <laughs> yeah, nobody sees us. I like the overhead light idea. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, your turn. My turn. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So that was, uh, I guess, with the people that have influenced you. How did the uh, how did your bromance start with Knox? Uh, <laughs> started one cloudy day. <laughs> um, literally. I mean, everybody was talking yeah. about Noxy clouds, um, and. Dude, I don't, I don't even, I don't even remember what. I just remember I, I tagged them. Yeah. You know, here's some Noxy clouds for you, Aaron, or something like that. Um, you know, and he gave me, gave me a thumbs up, had a little snarky comment kind of deal. And then, you know, I'm not one to just like, oh, it's the great and powerful Aaron Knox. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. I was like, fuck this guy. Who's he? <laughs> Um, so then the next one was kind of more of a little bit of a job and then he gave me a job. Um, I don't know if it was on that one or one of them, but I remember Tommy, um, with angel wax one time, like commented and was like, don't poke the bear. And I'm like, fuck the bear, you know, <laughs> like I'm poking all the molly ones. So it kind of like, it just started like kind of the little back and forth with cloud pitchers. Um, and, and then just kind of escalated from there um, yeah. kind of deal. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first saw it, I thought you guys were, like, seriously going back and forth. Yeah. And then it uh, it developed into what it is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still uh, it's still a little bit of a back and forth, but um, but it's it's all good. It's all fun and games and, and – uh, you know, I, I have nothing but respect and, and love for him. And I'm glad yeah. that I get to talk to him on a daily basis. For sure. Um, all right, keep rolling. Because I'm, I'm, I've got some questions, but I'm going to save them for the end. Okay. For you. Because I figured you might have more than me, so. Yeah, so um, a good question that you had asked, um, you know, what are your goals for 2020 or 2021? Sorry. Um like I said, just to get the PPF thing rolling, yeah. um, to be able to start doing, you know, what I'd really like to do is, is be able to get away from kind of like all the bullshit work that I do. Um, you know, I'd really like to be able to get a car, do one car a week, so to speak, yeah. you know, and just, it'd be a full front end PPF or whatever, and a ceramic coating job. And between the two of them, you know, make more in a week than probably what I'm making now um, on one car and not killing myself so much yeah. kind of deal. For sure. um, so that's, that's definitely the goal for, for 2021. The, the other goal for 2021 is, um, although I'm so back and forth on it, is to get a bigger building or bigger shop um we've been looking at a spot for like the last since i started really 
Um, we almost bought it this year, um, the beginning of this year, but with COVID and the lady who owned it, she was weird about everything. Um, so kind of glad we didn't because COVID, the way COVID did. Um, right. I mean, my shop is so stupid cheap, dude. It's I, I pay $390 a month for my shop. Um, That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's small, it's 500 square feet, but dude, it's, it's big enough for, for me. And, yeah. and realistically, like, you know, and that's the hard part for me wanting to leave it is it'd be nice to have something bigger, something nicer, but at the same time, I'm, it's only me. I can only work on one car at a time. So why do I need a shop that's three times as big as what I have now when it's just going to be wasted space for the most part? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it would be nice to be able to have uh, taller doors, higher ceilings to be able to get some bigger things in. Um, although again, I look back at it, that 2020, uh, 2,500 with the six inch lift and 36 inches I did like two weeks ago was giant. I don't really don't want to do anything bigger than that. And that fit in the shop fine. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the hard part, man. You know I mean? I'd like to have something bigger, um, but I keep, you know, the business part of me looks back and is like, why, why do you want to spend yeah. three times or four times what you're paying now for you're going to use the same space kind of deal. So it's still on my goals list to be able to do something like that. Cause especially if we do PPF, um, it would be nice to have maybe something that I could kind of split up like some guys do with the curtains and have half of it be clean and half of it be, you know, dirty for, for corrections and stuff like yeah. that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my goals for 2021. Nice. What, uh, you want me to go again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Because okay. mine, mine are going to be quick rapid fire questions at the end. Okay. Um, now, if you don't have one, no worries. But uh, I just figured it was a good question. Um, who is the ultimate guest to the podcast? I mean, who do you? Who's the the like top goal as of right now to have uh, with you on the podcast? You. um okay so that's a hard question to answer because the whole thing about my podcast is and and it's actually kind of funny because when I was talking with Aaron it it I had to it took me a little bit to explain to him what I was trying to do because he was kind of the same thing like you know you need to get Jason Rose and you need to try to get Renee Doyle and you need to try this person and the whole point of the podcast isn't to be every other detailing podcast out there. I don't necessarily, um, and it's not a knock to any of them. I just, for me, it's about reaching out to the guys that are like me and the girls, um, you know, the ones that I see them putting out consistently killer work. They just seem to have an awesome vibe um, through Facebook and things like that but maybe they don't have a name, you know, maybe they're not a superstar. Maybe they're not a a detail celebrity or whatever. Um, Because I just, I want to get to know them. I feel like, I feel like the guys who, you know, the Aaron Knoxes and the Andy Wards and the Jason Roses and those guys, like we all know them and we all know about them. So like, you know, what am I going to kind of talk to them about? Right. Um, Gents are Yeah, that makes sense. 
Jen Turcotte is one. I mean, I, I would I would love to have Jen on the podcast because I love Jen. She's she's awesome. But she's I've heard like four or five different podcasts from Jen. So like what questions am I gonna ask her that everybody else um, hasn't already heard, you know, kind of deal. So it's nothing against any of those people. It's just I don't I, I don't I'm not shooting for big names. Um, except for when we do the um the end of the season one, like I did with Levi and David, those were two, I felt like two pretty big gets yeah. um, to get those guys on. And, and they happily jumped in on it and, and said, you know, when and where, you know, we'll do it. So that's where I think I'm going to kind of get a, get around my, like not having big names on the podcast is by doing that, that end of the season, um, 10th episode, round table topic thing and then i'll try to pull people with bigger names um but even then i can't say who who do i want to get because it'll all be kind of specific on what the topic is and i'll try to reach out to people who are you know have some kind of affiliation with that topic like with trainings levi and david were perfect because that's, that's what they do you know yeah um so like i want to be able to when i do a topic i want to be able to try and pull detailers um that have something to do with that topic and and get them in on it so yeah other than that i don't uh, aaron knox i guess maybe because since he's already bailed on me a couple of times um maybe we'll get him on sorry this thing keeps pausing you're good Can you hear me at least? We lost Austin. Austin. There we go. All right. Sweet. It's back. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. Um, what do you do outside of detailing? So I'm a cheer dad. Oh, your daughter doing gymnastics. No, what else do you guys just do? Just cheerleading. Different than oh. gymnastics. Um, <laughs> so she does she does all-star cheer, which is like the, the crazy throw them, throw them around up in the air, tumbling oh. type stuff. It's not like high school cheerleading, sis boom ba or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm a cheer dad, man. So um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I am three hours sitting in the parking lot thanks to COVID, um, watching Netflix on my phone in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, man, I mean, outside of detailing, dude, I, I just, I'm a dad, I'm a dad and a husband. Um, you know, I don't, I don't do a whole lot as far as, you know, go out and do things. Um, I like to, I like to, when I have the time, just to hang out with the wife and the kid um and either do stuff around the house or or you know go out with them i'm pretty boring yeah yeah um, De detailing is is where i'm i have all my fun i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah same here um got any more good ones well, I, I guess I tied two of them together into one. Um, so that is 
it's all the ones I have down. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty cool because it's coming up on probably about 40 minutes or so. So I'm going to hit you with these rapid fires. I don't have a lot. What was it? One, two, three, four, five. Maybe like six. So these are these are kind of a, uh, a this or that, right? Okay. So no time to think about it. Just answer. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Are you it's doing either, them too? It's an either. It's an either or. Just tell me what you like. Interiors or exteriors? Exterior. Rupes or flex? Rupes. Cleaning windows or washing and folding towels? Washing and folding towels. <laughs> Sun shots or lighted shot or lighted shop shots. Quick. It paused again. Oh, oh okay. Sun shots or lighted shop shots? Oh, sun shots. Okay. Mobile sun or shop? Shop. And the last one, the most important one, Team Alex or Team Noxie? Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doing those uh, questions as well? Do what? Uh, which of those would you choose? Oh, okay. So I'm an exterior guy. I'm a Rupes guy. Windows are washing and folding towels, man. I, I'd go windows just because that's kind of quicker and easier although i still hate it just as much um i'm definitely a sunshot guy but i do like the way that some guys with the lighted shops um i do like the way that the the leds and the lights and the shop just kind of like make the paint look a little bit more wetter yeah for give sure it that, give it that wop yeah um because in the sun, as nice as the sun looks, it, it, it kind of washes it out a little bit, I think. Um, shop, definitely, just because I don't really do a whole lot of mobile stuff. And I am, damn, the leader of Team Alex. <laughs> Moxie. Oh, we pause again. Did you get it? I'm Team Alex. Team what? I'm Team Alex. Yeah. All right. I think I got most of those the same as you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, man. So, so where can everybody find you if they want to find you, man? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, OnlyFans. Where you got? So, um, Instagram is uh, detail underscore doctor spelt out underscore TB Tango Bravo. Um, TikTok is. Uh, same detail underscore doctor underscore TB. Uh, Facebook is detail doctor of Tampa Bay. And um, I don't have any of the other stuff. You ain't got no OnlyFans? Damn. No, man. Did you really create one? Yeah. Sure <laughs> How's did. it doing? Do what? How's uh, it you doing? know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I created <laughs> it. I checked it like two days after the, uh, the podcast with Jackie where I talked about it. Yeah. And Jackie was my only follower and I kind of <laughs> forgot about it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, oh man, you could have a stack of money saved up in there. I doubt it. Cause I haven't posted it. <laughs> <laughs> it was done as a joke. Yeah. Um, it was done as a joke because Jackie had mentioned to me, she said, well, why, you know, she said nobody else, nobody else mentions their only fans. So if I have one, why should I mention it? And I said, Jackie, you, mention whatever the hell you want to I'm not, yeah. i don't give a shit 
and and so then I was thinking, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make, I'm just gonna make one. I'm gonna make it funny, make Jackie feel a little bit at ease about the question or whatever." Um, so I made one naked detailer, I believe is what it was. Um, talked about That's how great. I did all these angles and bend over shots and things like that. But really, if you go to it, it is a, a meme of Mike Epps that just says you're nasty. <laughs> so it was kind of a joke that if anybody ever, if somebody really went to it, they would just see Mike Epps saying you're nasty um, for going on it. So I don't, I don't knock anybody that has the OnlyFans. Um, hang on, you froze again. You still there? Okay, there, there we go. Um, so oh, I maybe not. Yep, you still there? Can you see me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? No. There we go. Oh, that was weird. That completely kicked me off. Hopefully, it didn't mess up the, the stuff or whatever. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, so I made it. I made it as fun, but I realized that um, there's a lot more than just uh, kind of what people think OnlyFans is for. Um, but I don't see anybody going on there and doing a membership for me to actually show them how to detail a car. So I'm not. I mean, yeah. there's chefs on there and personal trainers and stuff like that. I think it's. I think it's a unique platform. Um, but yeah, so that might be the new way of training. Dude, it could be. Could be. Wasn't wasn't Jason ask or talking about a uh, pain assassins training? He is, or was. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wants to be more hands on, though. I think. Yeah. Um, I you think everybody. I think everybody would benefit from something like detailing more from hands on versus trying to do it over a, a video or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, if you want to learn over a video, just go watch old Greg Masterson videos. Yeah, that's, that's who how, I learned from. Kind of how we about all seven learned. years ago. How we all learned. That's how yeah. we all learned. So. so funny. All right, man. Well, I I enjoyed this. I appreciate you that's being so on and and doing this this Freaky Friday reverse questioning kind of deal. Um, it was your idea, uh, so I wanted to give it. I wanted to give it to you to be able to ask the questions. Um, well, thank you. No, no problem, man. I, I appreciate it so much. It was fun. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's always a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm going to go throw this thing together and right, get, it ready, get it ready for everybody to listen to on Monday. So good deal. I'll be listening or I'll be waiting for it Tuesday morning. Yes, sir. All right, man. You have a great day. I appreciate being on the podcast. For sure. Right. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right, buddy. See you. All right, everybody, that was the Freaky Friday episode. Um, it was a nice switch up to answer some questions instead of being the one asking them. Uh, I had a great time with Austin. Um, it seemed like he had a fun time, too. I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to it. Um, please go out and wherever you're listening to this, um, please give us a like, drop us a, a review, subscribe. Um, it just helps us get higher up so more people can listen to it. We got a ton of new listeners last week with Esme's interview. Um, 
she was such gracious enough to tag us and share the link with her 67,000 plus whatever it is Instagram followers so we got a lot of people that listen to us I hope they listen for more and I hope they enjoyed it as well as you guys do um so music at the beginning I hope you guys are digging it um so music is by Justin Cox good friend of mine um Emmy nominated or I'm sorry Grammy nominated uh, music artist, uh, lyrics are by my little monster, um, Haley Russell. Um, she decided a couple of years ago that I needed a theme song. We made a Facebook video about it, kind of forgot about it till it popped up in memories. And we tried to use that along with some new recording, um, for you guys to have a theme to listen to in the beginning. Also, it features Justin's son, Solomon Cox, little bit of an underlying or underlaying tone of him kind of singing along with it. Uh, I think it came out great. It's very podcasty, I feel. So I hope you guys are digging that. So I wanted to give them credit for helping me um, have a theme song. So that's it. Season two, episode two is done. We'll see you guys next week. I have a guest list, but I don't have anybody set for next week, so I can't even give you um, a tidbit on who we're going to talk to. But we're going to talk to somebody. So enjoy. Have a great week. Thank you.